week, and I said, in my mind, I said, no, Pastor, you did something for me last night. <laughs> last night, Pastor. I usually wake up early, okay? Yeah. I wake up at 4 in the morning. 4 in the morning to go to work. Whoa. But today, I, were, I woke up at 2.39. You're kidding me, I have to preach. 2.39. So I went to the living room, and I sat there, or I knelt, I don't remember. And I just prayed a simple prayer. There was something bugging me. There was something coming against my spirit. And I prayed, Jesus, remove this. Was it was the same thing as if anybody had asked me, hey, take this book and put it right here. And I took it. Right away, God came and did what I had asked him. See, we all we gotta do is believe. Right. It's so it sounds so easy. What do you mean just believe? Just believe that we serve Almighty God. All right. Just believe yes. that our God is limitless. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. nothing too hard or too difficult for him. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is that is bugging you, that is bothering you, take it to Jesus. Amen. Take it to Jesus. Amen. He says, cast it upon me. So all your cares, all your loads, everything, cast it upon me. Come on. See, I can't tell you this. I, I, I don't want your problems. I don't. I can pray for you, but don't tell me about your problems because I, I already have enough. But say, brother, I'll, can you pray? For, I will pray for you. I'll get on my knees and I'll, but I'll give it to him Come on. Yes. because right. he can do it. I can't. Right. right. Amen. Now, Pastor, Brother Woods, Brother Jonathan, I don't know who else preaches here in this church. I don't know how you get to oh, Sister Marlene, my mighty woman of God. I don't know how you guys get the Word of God. I don't know if you get it through reading the Bible, through studying, through talking to God. I don't know how you get it. But the way I got this message was different. Right. And before I get into it, Brother Jake, are you, could you pray for the word today? Thank you. Lord, we just lift up our hearts and our souls and our minds, and I just pray that right now that you would take the knowledge and the power of what you can do in our lives from our heads and put it in our hearts and help us to truly believe that it's not just words said on the preacher's pulpit, but it's truth that can happen in our lives. And we just pray that, that that belief would come through today in knowing that you do have the kind of power that can change our lives. And we need to claim that today. And I pray that each one of us here will claim that power and take that realization from their head into their heart and truly uh, believe that change can happen and expect that change will happen from this message today. And I just pray your blessing on Brother Ollie and each one of us here, our friends and our families that aren't here. We just pray that you would surround them with a hedge of protection Amen. and lift us up and, and create fertile soil in our hearts for each of us to, to take this seed in today. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Two weeks ago, I'd say probably about a month ago, I woke up with three words in my mind. I don't remember dreaming. I don't remember talking to somebody. I just had that those three words in my mind. And it's right in the midst of this pandemic, which, if you agree with me, this pandemic is attacking everybody. It doesn't matter what color you are, what's your status, if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're in America, if you're in Africa, Asia, anywhere. It's attacking everybody. 
It's a, it's a, it's a deadly disease for some people. It's serious stuff. Right. Serious stuff. Right. Not only has this pandemic been all over the world, but it has affected people in different ways. We, as created beings, we are not to be by ourselves. So much so that when God created Adam, he also created Eve. It's not good for Adam to be by himself. It's not good for Adam to be talking to this giraffe every day. He needs somebody that he can relate to. I love, I have a little cat at home, I love him, Miko. But if I had only Miko, I would go crazy. I need my wife, I need my children. So, what I'm trying to say is, people have been affected on mental. Mentally, people have been hurting. Disease has attacked their lungs, has, a, has attacked their hearts. Businesses have been closed. People have lost everything. People have lost jobs. Kids can't go to school. And I wonder, God, what is going on? And I ask him, and people ask me, is this from God or is this from man? And I don't know. Sometimes my spirit says, that's it, that's the beginning. That's it. But I, and then other times I say, I don't know. Maybe it was just something, luck of the draw, that happened. So we are in a conundrum. We are in a very difficult situation right now. We want to go back to normal. But what is normal now? What is normal? Are we ever going to be normal? I hope so. I miss my life. I miss my own life. I miss going places. I miss doing things. I miss uh, shaking hands with people. I miss that. Are we ever going to get to that point? And I think that once we talk about this little that's this little message that God has given me, He's gonna He's gonna show you that yes, it is gonna be all right. The three simple words that came to my mind is thriving in adversity. That's all that came to my mind. And I had to even look it up because I don't know what it means. It means to flourish in difficult times. We are living in difficult times. And the main idea is God did not create us to fail. We, his creation, are to prosper and to overcome. The life of a Christian has to be a life of overcoming. Everything is going to be hard, especially for a Christian. As I started thinking about, about what it meant, Lord, what do you mean thriving in adversity? What, what, are you, what is it? What is it that you're trying to convey to me so I can understand and convey to the church? So I dug into the thinking about the Bible and thinking, what, what does it say? And then one character from the Bible came to mind. His name is Jacob. Now, Jacob was a man that had a lot of adversity in his, in his life. Nothing came easy to that man. Even when he was inside his mother's womb, I mean, think about it. The only time that we truly have peace is when we have, we're inside of our mom's womb. 
You got nine months of peace. That's our vacation, kids. Okay? Okay, our moms eat, we eat. She goes to the bathroom. Oh, all right, we already went to the bathroom. She does everything for us. So poor Jacob couldn't even get that done. He's got to fight with Esau. He's fighting, and Esau is trying to take something that God gave to Jacob. And don't come and tell me that he stole anything. It was his. It was Jacob's. It was his right. Because he knew the value of being the firstborn. I know a little bit about it. My Half of my family is from the Middle Eastern. My dad is the oldest. As soon as my grandfather kicks the bucket, he's the one in charge. He goes from dad to the oldest. That's how it works. So I understand that what's going on here. I understood that Jacob said there's a value. There is a value in being the first. The blessings from God come upon the firstborn. All right, come on. And Saul took it so lightly. What is that going to get me? I'm hungry. I'm dying here. Give me some lentil soup. Yeah. Give me some of that good stuff. Yeah. I don't care about being the firstborn. Jacob did. And then Jacob, oh Jacob. Jacob got a deal for a while. I want that one. He chose carefully his wife. Of course, he had to run from his soul, so he left. And he found a beautiful wife. Now, instead of getting what he bargained for, worked seven years for him. They did a switcheroo. <laughs> now, my wife has two sisters, but I had my eyes on her. I didn't want her sisters. So if they ever get offered a no, note, that, 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 that's not what I want. I want that one. <laughs> See, so Jacob was a much better man than me because he took it. He still got the wife that he wanted, but he had to have two. Now, can we have Genesis 25, please? And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? Lord said to her, Two nations were in thy womb, and it's two manner of people shall be separated by thou. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the other. See that? See what I was talking about? There was a fight, there was a struggle. This man could even have a good nine months of good time. He had to be fighting. There was adversity. There was difficult time for him. And the mom says, This is not normal. Why am I feeling this way? And she had to inquire of the Lord. We, church, need to inquire of the Lord. We sometimes need to find out, God, why is it going on in my life? Am I doing something wrong? Am I out of your will, God? Why are things not working out for me? What's going on, Lord? And it's so easy to find him. I found him this morning at 2.38, 2.39 in the morning something that was bugging me, that was in my mind, in my soul, and right away it was gone. We need to look for him. He's right there. He's willing. See, but what I, what I like about our God is that he doesn't come in busting it on the door. Come here, come here. No, he's always there. He's at the door. Open the door. He's so classy. That's what I like about him. He's so classy. Just open the door and I'll come in. I'll talk to you. I'll sit down with you. I'll have dinner with you. 
I'll explain to you what's going on. I'll open your eyes, son, daughter. I'll let you know. God. And then after he got uh, Jacob now, after he got cheated out of his wife, now his salary. They changed his salary. You know what? Where I work at, we have a contract. Oh, if they dare take a penny from us. Oh, my, oh my, my, my. We're penny from us. We're, we're going to be upset. Right? We're going to be very upset. Okay? But, oh, now, so look at the end. Look at the end. What happened to Jacob? Jacob finally realizes, now it's time for me to go back to mom and dad. Not only did he go with the wife of his dreams and the kids, but with a lot of animals, with a lot of gold, with a lot of silver, a rich man. But what did J Jacob do? What, what did he do after all those trials, those tribulations, those adverses? What did he do? He trusted in God. He would bring his cause to God. Amen. He didn't look for the elders on the tribe there and say, Laban is cheating. No, no, no. He went to God, to the one that really decides who gets what. And that's how we have to be. Just like Jacob. Now, he persevered. He didn't give up and he trusted the Lord. Those three things that came to my mind. Now, there's a book. I haven't read it. I, I listen I listen to, to a, a program, uh, financial program, and it's by a rabbi. And it says, Thou shalt prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. I don't know if anybody has read it. But it deals with the finances of the people that serve God. See, we are supposed, according to word of to the word of God, to be blessed financially. Yeah, money isn't everything. Okay? I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Money is never, but we still need our money to pay for mortgages, for to, to eat and, and, to, and to dress up and to do whatever. You need the money. So this book talks about the blessings. It's a Bible book, basically. It's based on the Word of God, where it tells you, where it proves to you that you are to be blessed. Amen. So when we are struggling financially, we need to look it up. We need to ask God, why am I struggling financially? I am working. I am doing everything that you want me to do. I'm doing it right. I'm not cheating people. Why am I not being blessed? Who knows? Who knows? God might send you to buy this book and read it. And I'm not making anything out of it. I'm just telling you that we are blessed people. Amen. Right? We are blessed. We are, to be, we are to be prosperous. Prosperous. Right. Praise God. Because there is a difference. There is a difference between us and the world. Yeah. See, God, until somebody comes to the realization that they need God, that they come to an altar and give their lives to God, and it can be any place, God really doesn't have anything for them. I, I, I love everybody. If I see somebody out there that needs help, I'll help. But you know what? My first... The first thing that I do is for my family. It's my wife and my children. That's who I'm responsible for. And that's how I look at God. God is responsible to his people. Amen. You get in trouble. You are in the world. You're going against God. And then you want to cuss him? And you want to shake your fist at him? That doesn't work, buddy. You've got to give yourself to him. You've got to give your heart to him. You've got to do what he tells you to do. Not, not what he asks you. I look at him as my boss. 
I look at him as my everything. He doesn't need to ask me. He still does. Remember I told you he's classy? He can tell me. Tell me and I'll do it. He doesn't need to ask me. But that's the kind of God that I serve. That's the kind of God that you serve. And he's here. He wants to help and he wants to encourage. That's what he does. Now, didn't I say that businesses are closing? People are losing their jobs. Yeah. I, I said that, right? Okay. Hmm. I, I feel for them. My heart breaks mm -hmm. for them. I'm about to. I'm about to have a. Um, how do I put it? A mental breakdown. So much that I am working overtime. I have to make sure I don't answer my phone on my days off. I'm working over 50 hours a week. If I wanted more, I could. But it gets to a point where I say, God, guys, don't call me anymore. Don't offer me time that I have. I don't want any more of your money. Just leave me alone. Let, let me have my Friday off. <laughs> don't call me anymore. They're calling us after we end our shift at 2 o'clock to continue on until 10 p.m. Hey, I'm blessed. Okay, I'm sorry if I'm bragging, but I'm bragging on him. Come on. Okay, I mean, everything that God does, it's amazing. Whether he blesses us or not, I'm still serving him. But that is just a cherry on the cake. It's just the extra that he gives us. He doesn't have to do it. There are people serving him overseas that are struggling. And I understand that. But I'm like, God, how can he do this? You know why I brought this point up? Because my neighbor is an assistant to a doctor. He works at Cadillac. And he told me a few weeks ago, he said, Ali, things are tough. I said, really? Yeah. They, they just eliminated a bunch of shifts yeah. at Cadillac. Because now the, the, the thing is COVID. If you're in the COVID area, oh, you got job. But if everything else, they are just cutting jobs. I said, wow. But inside of me, you know what I said? I said, thank you, God. Because he, he's blessing us of our jobs. I, I don't know what he's doing in your life. I'm just giving a testimony about my life. What he's doing in my life. You know, we are, we are working. We, we have food on the table. We have a place to sleep. We are so blessed. So blessed. Psalms 37, 25, please. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. It's a promise. That's right. That is a promise. Okay? God's going to take care of these people. Amen. But it says, have not seen a righteous forsaken. Are you righteous? Am I righteous? We need to be righteous to serve God. Got to do the right thing. You got to walk the line. That's how you serve me, boy. Right there. Because if I serve him according to his will, his word comes true. And his word is to bless me. Jeremiah. Jeremiah says a blessing. 29-11, I believe. It says of a blessing that God's going to give. He's going to make you the head, not the tail. He's going to give you the good stuff. I remember being young, the kid. 
I remember uh, I always liked having the good stuff, the Nikes and the Calvin Kleins, and the good stuff, you know, as a kid, teenager. Now it doesn't bother me anymore, but, but I remember, so God's going to do the good stuff. His people, his children, that's a promise. See, when God promises something, he can't go back. He can't go back. He promised. He promised. I have been young. That's David's. And now I'm old, yet I have not seen righteous forsaken us. His seed be not even his seed. It's not only me. He's talking about my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids. It keeps going because you are serving God. You're righteous according to his will. People think they're forsaken. People think, yet we see Jesus fighting our battles and defending us. Um, when I read the Bible, especially those, the old times, old times preachers, and I look at it, and I always imagine them as being tired eyes and discouraged, uh, you know, wrinkled and oh, tired, and you know, because of the problems in their life. But you know what? At the end, they had victory. They had victory, and I and I and I like to do uh, an analogy to an old tree. You see that old tree, how it's sitting there and it's, it's beat up by the wind. There's a lack of water, but still it's there. That old tree standing after decades with deep roots. You know what the roots are for? The roots are for stability first, okay? When that tree is stuck there, nothing. Okay, the wind may try to shake it, but it's not going anywhere, my friend. All those roots are gonna be down and going to be holding on to something. And also those roots are going to be in search of water. Where is there water in this forsaken land? And those roots may go 30, 40 feet. I don't know how far they go, but they'll go and look for water. Right. And that's our life as a Christian. We have to have those roots, pastors. Right. When things get tough, their roots going to hold you Come so on. you don't fall over. Those roots, Jesus says, You can get a taste of the living water. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, if you drink from this well, woman, you're still going to thirst. But if you drink from the water that I can give you, you'll never thirst again. That's the water that I That's why I want my roots to be deep and go deep. Give me stability and feed me. Yesterday, we were doing some yard work. After work, and I'm tired. Well, let's do some work. Okay. So we're doing, and we're digging around our tree, and then I see something that's like, no! What? It's the root of the tree. So I left it alone. I left it alone. So the, the, the root was just going places, looking for water. Looking for water, looking for stability. That little tree stuff is there. You know, we live in a place where I've never seen how much wind. The wind comes every day. The tree's there, it goes side to side, but still there, it hasn't toppled over yet. Praise God. Now, Jesus, man, I talk a lot about him. I don't know why. Jesus provides us with things that I think are amazing. His strength to fight. See, when I get into a fight, I'm not saying boxing match. I'm just taking a fight, a difficult situation in my life. He gives me the strength to keep on going. He's the one that pushes. He's the one that whispers, yeah, you can do it. I'm going to help you. You can do it. Go. Okay, do this. He's the one that does that for me. He's the one that gives me wisdom to choose things so I don't get into a fight. 
Wow. Remember how you right. work? So right. if you choose the right thing, you don't get in trouble. Yeah. So he gives me that. But then he also gives me correction to learn. Oh, I didn't like that no, spanking that I got. Uh-uh. I don't want to go there again. So he stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the stove. It's too hot. Yeah. Ah! You learn. Right. You learn. Right. But then the most sweetest thing that he gives me is a shoulder to cry on. When I need somebody to cry on, I go to him. I go on his shoulder, and I cry on his shoulder, and he loves me, and he tells me that everything's going to be all right. And he helps me, even at 2.39 in the morning, when I'm having trouble, when I can't sleep. He helps me on that. Praise God. Now we're talking about people that have to go through adversities. How about Joseph? Let's keep in the family, right? Jacob, Joseph. The man didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything wrong. In fact, he did something good. He was helping his dad to keep an eye on the other brothers. But they hated him. They hated him. But Joseph loved God. He was sold as a slave. He ended up being in the house of Potiphar, being in charge of everything. Even Potiphar didn't know things about things that Joseph knew in his own home. Then he's falsely accused by a woman. Now he's in prison for something he didn't do. You know what his end was? Second in command for Egypt. Now you have to understand, Egypt back then was the powerhouse in the world. I mean, only Pharaoh was above him. Imagine that. Imagine the road that Joseph traveled. Don't you think that Joseph was tired of problems? Lord, they already sold me. Then this woman accused me of something. Now I'm in jail. Don't you think he got tired of being battered and stabbed on? But I don't read in the Bible where he says, forget about your God, I'm walking my own way. I don't see that. Yet I see a man that is faithful. A man that says, I'm going to thrive. I'm going to have success. I'm going to flourish. I'm going to make it. And not only, not only did he make it, but because of his situation, his family was saved. His brothers who were mocking him, who were beating him up, came and knelt before him. He saved the whole world. Made a lot of money for Pharaoh. Don't you think Pharaoh was happy with him? That's because of God. It's because Joseph allowed God Amen. to work in his life. We need to let God work in our life. Amen. Is God dealing with you today, church? Is God telling you something? Is God opening doors for you? Do it. Don't do it on your own. Do it with God's help. Amen. I've said it before. I've never in my whole life expected to be behind a pulpit, speaking to people, preaching the word of God. Never done it. Never expected it. But today, God has been using to preach the word of God. God can, if he can use me, he can use you. He can use anybody. There's kids that came up front and were singing. They were singing for God. They can use, God can use kids. Anybody. It doesn't matter how old you are. How young you are. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. As long as you are in the will of God. God's going to use you. Praise God. Joseph, he has... He was tired, but he thrived. 
Now, some of you know, some of you don't. I, I used to work in the water treatment for years. So I, one of the questions that I would get when I would go into somebody's house to make a presentation is, is, is this water gonna have sodium in it? Yeah, there's gonna be some sodium in it. Well, I have, well, if you have that situation, then you need to get a reverse osmosis to remove that to help you, but somebody would ask me, hey, I have some plants in my house. Can I use the soft water to put on those plants? Uh, there's some sodium in it, so my, so I got tired of asking the question, I wasn't really sure, so I came and I asked the owner of the company who had been in the business for decades, knew everything about water So he said, Vale, let me tell you something. Years ago, we were working on this professional water treatment system. It wasn't an out, uh, out uh, the, by the pump, pump head there or whatever. And when the softener would regenerate, he ran uh, the, the, the line to a tree. So 40, 50 gallons of pure sodium you know what happened to that tree? He said, no. He says, it got vibrant, it got strong, it grew, it was perfect. Why am I teaching you on water softener today? The reason why I'm teaching you on that is because even though the world comes and punches you and kicks you and speaks on you and calls your name and don't like you, that's gonna make you a strong person. Don't let the world lie to you. Don't word, let the word come and say things to you. Don't let it hurt your feelings. Don't get your feelings hurt. Get on your knees. Bring it before him. Say, Lord, this is what they're telling me. This is what they're calling me. Is it true? Now, if God says that's true, then you're in trouble. Okay? If he says, yeah, don't they're right. But I, I can almost guarantee that God's going to say, no, don't listen to them, son. I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will encourage you. I'll pick you up when you fall down. When you when you hit your knee on the ground and scrape it, I'll take care of you, son. That's where God is. That's what he's going to do. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right, so we are not required to fight ourselves, okay? Jesus is in the battle for us. But what he does require is that you show up. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Just show up. I'll do the fighting for you. You know, when the Egyptians are following you, Israel, don't worry, because I'll go from the front of the camp, and I'll move to the back, and I'll find them. Okay? When they try to cross the sea after you, don't worry, because I will kill them with the sea. I will have the water go over there. You don't have to do anything, but just show up. Show don't keep up. thinking about the cucumbers that you left behind, the watermelons that you left behind. Don't keep thinking about those little things because they're not important. What it is important is that you trust me because I'm carrying you from this point to the promised land. That's what I want you to do. I want you to believe in me. That's what God said. Now, okay, now we've talked about water soccer. Now we're going to talk about soccer. Right. Okay, All it's right. a shame, Pastor, that soccer is not, it's not a, 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 a sport in America. I'm, it's a shame. It's a tactical game. 
So you gotta be smart. You gotta, you gotta know how to place the ball. You, you don't gotta be worried about the offsides and it, it's a beauty. <laughs> but you, sometimes you only score one goal. And one goal is the guy shoots a basket, three points. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. No, it's easy. No. What? To score a goal, you don't have, the way you you have to. Play. I mean, those coaches, they have to. They, they don't sleep at night. How am I going to break that? <laughs> okay, now let me tell you something. Why am I talking about soccer? There's somebody by the name of Pele. Yeah. He's a Brazilian soccer player. Okay, let me tell you about this man. He's, con he's about 80 right now. He's considered the greatest soccer player ever. Yeah. But you know what happened to him when he was a kid? He was so poor, so his family couldn't afford to buy him a soccer ball. You know how he learned to play soccer? With oranges. In Brazil, every other house you go to, there's an orange tree on the backyard. So he had plenty of oranges to play with, okay? So he started playing soccer, Brother Tim, with oranges. Don't you think he got tired of that miserable life? Don't you, why can't I get a soccer ball? Why can't I be like a professional player? Because that's not God's will. He had to go the harsh way. He had a difficult time. He had those adversities in his life. That didn't keep him from becoming the best. Right? right? Maybe some kids next door had all the things. They had all the balls and, and the, the, the shoes and everything, and it turned out to be nothing. Because you have to keep going. Right. Keep stop. Keep right. going. I remember, man, when I started serving God, Brother Blanche would preach about the Holy Ghost. He, he says, you see, Holy Ghost is just like when you get stuck in the mud. Keep going. Keep. Yeah. The Holy Ghost helps you to keep going. Otherwise, you get stuck in the mud. I don't want to be stuck in the mud, Pastor. Right, right. It's a bad place to be. Mm -hmm. Don't be in the mud. Okay? So the Holy Ghost helps you. It's cool. You can do something. You can do it. Keep doing. Keep doing. Keep. And we do it. And then when we get out of there, we look back. Well, I was back there. Look where I'm at now. Look at your life today, church. I look at it. Where was I 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago? Look where I'm at today. You know what I do? I start praising God. Thank God. Lord, yes. Thank God. Thank God. Yes. Amen. You know, I don't get tired of thanking him. And I'm sure Jesus doesn't get tired of getting being thanked. Right. I want to thank him. I want to let him know how much I appreciate what he does. I don't take it lightly. I don't take it for granted. It's good stuff. Good stuff. And then, let's talk about Abraham Lincoln. More kind of everybody knows. Do you think he had an easy life? I have to do a little research because everybody talked about Abraham Lincoln, you know, and what he went through. Now, I learned that he was born in poverty. I learned that at 10 years old, he lost his mama. I learned that he ran for Senate, lost. I learned that he ran for the House, he lost. I learned that he ran for the House again, he lost again. I learned that he ran for something in his hometown. He lost. I learned that he opened a business. He went bankrupt. I learned that he helped his buddy. His buddy didn't pay the thing. He had to pay. 17 years of his life, he had to pay a debt that wasn't his. But finally, he was a Christian and a believer. Finally, he won the greatest race that a man could ever win. He won the White, the White House. There's statues of him there. He was the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest president this country has ever had. 
never gave up. He never gave up through the struggles that he lived through. I gotta make it. Oh, I didn't win this time. I'll try again. I'll try again. And I'll try again. As long as God is backing you up. As long as God is on your side with you, you're going to make it. There are certain situations where God says, son, let's just stop. You've tried, but it's just not to be. We've got to listen to the word of God. We've got to listen because it's wise. It's wisdom from God. But not with him. God says, keep on going, son. Keep on going. And became the president of the United States. Amazing, amazing story. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, what have we learned from our adversities? Have you learned anything when you look back in your life? What have you learned? Because we learn and get better. You know, if, if I try, you know, as a little boy, if they try to climb this up, they might get on their knees and then get on this step and then go on the next one. They learn. And then the next time, they maybe stand up and say, oh, I can do this and then do this. And then as they get a little older, oh, I can just do this. So you learn. Life is about learning. Mm -hmm. Learning blocks. Right. And God is right there with us. He's helping us. He's helping us. We fall. He picks us up and says, I'm just teaching you, son. I'm just teaching you, daughter. You can make this. You can make it. Have you understood that God is in charge? Have you trusted him more? Or are you mad at him? Because he doesn't give what you want. There are a lot of things that I want, but it doesn't mean it's his will. But whatever his will is for us, is can believe is good. Because he wants good for us. He doesn't want bad for us, he wants good stuff for us. Can I have Exodus uh, 1 and 9, please? And he said unto his people, Behold, people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal widely with them, Lest they multiply, they come to pass that when there also falls out in war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pepons and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. That's what I want to concentrate on. The more they wanted to demoralize the Israelites, the more they wanted to kill them, the more they wanted to do to harm to them, the more they multiplied, the more they got stronger. See, when God has a plan, it's his plan's gonna come through. This is his land. This is his world. This is his universe. It's his. Right? So when God wants something done, it's gonna get done. It doesn't matter that the powerful Egyptians wanted to kill the Israelites doesn't matter because it was God's will that they would uh, have uh, have uh, success in their life. They were suffering. They were being killed. They were being demoralized. Mm -hmm. How about how about the, the Jewish people? How they suffered with Hitler? Do, do do some do some research on that. What what things that were done? I think we're all 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 adults here, but they would put concrete inside of a woman's uterus. I mean that's. That's sickness. That's disgusting. Okay? That's disgusting. That's what they were doing. That's all the, the trials that they were, they were doing to the people. Yet, yet, 
God held on to his people. And today, the Jewish people, they're leaders in medicine, in business, technology, and so forth. So you can't kill what God's protecting. Right. You can't destroy on, when man. God has his hand over something. This is his, and it's going to be protected. It's going right. to be kept. You are going to have success. You are going to thrive during that adversity. And I'm almost done, but can I have John 16, 13, please? These things have I spoken to you that in me he might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I will overcome the world. Okay. One of my favorite scriptures. I think, if I could, as soon as somebody converts, they should know that scripture from beginning to end. That's the first scripture they need to learn. Because sometimes people think, I'm going to serve God now. It's going to be rosy. It's going to be so nice. And it's totally the opposite because the devil just lost a team player. Because he's going to throw everything at you, even the kitchen sink. If you have, if, if you have a car, the car is not going to start. Okay? If you have a job, you may get a, 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 a pay cut. You may get sick. You, things are going to happen. Hold on to that scripture, children. Yeah. You got a new convert. Tell them, memorize that scripture. I've been serving God for 20 years. I still memorize. I still say that thing. I still now to keep me going. Because I know that is a promise for me. It is a promise. I know we're kind of having to go, but almost done here. Spoke to a, a co worker on Friday. And uh, in the morning, out of the blue, I just says, hey, so and so, you can make it. Later on, she came to me and says, Ali, thank you. Well, you said I could make it. I was, I'm struggling. And then she started telling me, what's going on in your life? I mean, I know a little bit, but she's just starting to struggle. And I said, and I quoted this scripture for her. She's Jehovah's Witness, so she doesn't believe in you. So I said, Jesus said this. You're going to have tribulation in this world. It's going to be difficult. But Jesus is going to be right there. He, he overcame the world. Yeah. Have you read the Bible? She says, oh yeah, I have. That's Jesus. See, church, we have a treasure inside of us. We have the word of God. We can't hide it. We can't say, like the kids, you know, when they're like two or three, they get a little tiny, and it's mine. Don't think it's mine. No, we have the Holy Ghost. We have the word of God. God. And it shines. Yes. Show yes. with them. Tell them about God. Tell them what God has done for right. you. Amen. Share you know, yes. who knows? I mean, see, in the morning I had to say, hey, you can do it. That's all I told her. That's all I told her. And then she says, thanks for telling me that I was trouble. Oh, you don't know. But it doesn't matter. God knows. God's going to trigger you into doing something, into saying something, into, you know, you're going to be in the right place at the right time to encourage somebody. People are hurting. People are struggling right now. And we can do this. We can do this. Brother Brian, two more minutes and I'm done. We all need a little push. We all need a little push, church. We like to walk, okay? We like to walk. If I don't walk, I'll be looking like a bus driver by now. So I have to walk. I have to walk. I have to walk. Have to walk. Because that's, that's what my job is. It's sedentary. I'm sitting there. Hi. Hi. So I walk. I walk. I walk. And then we walk somewhere at home. You know, in the neighborhood. Now, my neighborhood, 
when you come into my house, there's kind of it's kind of a slanted. So I like to go usually with me and my wife and Grace. So by the second turn, I mean you have to put first. If you drive stick, you know what I'm talking. You gotta put first to go out there. It's difficult. So I put in first, right? And I start going, and oh, where's my wife? She's already there. So I gotta go back. <laughs> And I push her, so stop it, everybody's looking. I don't care, we, we're, gonna, we're gonna make it. So, so I'm pushing her on her bed. And she's like, stop it. I'm pushing her, I'm telling her, you can do it. Let's go to the top of the hill, let's go home because I'm hungry. Let's go, we can do this, we can do it. Jesus is right behind you, he's pushing right, you. Come on. He's saying, you can do it, Sister Alicia. You can do it, Sister Carl, you can do it. You know, he's pushing you. You can do it, kids. You can do it, go, go. Can I call the worship team? Oh, they're already here. I had to lift it up. Okay. What are your challenges today? That's all I want to know. Don't tell me. What are your challenges today? Are you in fear, anxiety, is family? Is your walk with God kind of, uh, you know, desires of the flesh? We all have those things. We have to kind of wake up. So it's still good for you. Do you want to thrive today? Let me tell you something. A sad statistics that I heard. Italy's Divorce rate shot up more than 30% during the pandemic. Because hey, we see the same person every day. Remember, I said we're supposed we're supposed to. But I told that to my wife, right? I told her today, as we were waking up, she says, but that only works for people that don't leave each other, that don't love each other. Wow, what a wife that I have. See, because I'm not tired. I'm not tired of my wife, and she's not tired of me. But you have to love each other. You have to connect. Otherwise, yeah, it's 30% divorce rate. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, if we could stand and see what the, the worship team has for us. Church, God is in control. He's going to give you victories. I know that sometimes I, I try to make light of things. But, but I'm just trying to encourage you. I, I don't know what's going on in your life. I, I really don't. If you need prayer, that's it. Pray for me. You don't need to let me know what it is. I'll pray for it. I really will. But you need to know that God is with you. Amen. He's going to push you. He's going to help you. Okay? And if you have any special prayers that you need, I encourage you to come up front today wow. as the team plays. We're going to get a hold of God. Wow. This is the place to be. I've always felt it. This is the place to be. That's where the Holy Ghost moves. Come on. All okay? right. If you want to be touched by the Holy Ghost, come down here. We don't need to get close to each other. We can keep our six feet away, safe. But this is the place to be. Come on. Praise God. I'm going to turn over to Brother Brian. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.